Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Last week we started a series basically talking about the whole issue about you and I being ready for the fact that Jesus Christ is coming back. See, Jesus told us many times, even before he was crucified, that he was going to die and be raised, but he also said that he was going to go away and that he was going to return and that you and I need to be ready for when Jesus Christ comes back. And I mentioned to you last week, well, you could say, well, George, it's been 2,000 years. He hasn't come back yet. Listen, I want you to understand something when it comes to the issue of Jesus' return. The issue is the fact of his coming, not the time of his coming. We're not to worry about when the timing is. Everybody wants to focus on the timing because we want to see if it's going to interrupt our plans. But the fact of the matter is, is that you and I need to just focus on the issue and the reality of is that one day Jesus is going to come back, period. You don't know when it is, but you and I need to be ready for it. Now, there's another, there's a, there's another implication here for it. It's not so much that I'm ready for the fact that Jesus may come back for me, but the fact is, is you're a human being. And nobody here knows how long they have to live. And the reality is, is in this world, with the things that you're facing, you don't know if Jesus tarries that you might one day face eternity and face Jesus. And the question is, are you ready? Are you ready? And so that's what we're going to focus on here, is the whole issue of being ready, because that's what we looked at last week when we looked at verses 32 through verses 44 of chapter 24, Jesus expressing the fact, based on what he said, that he's coming back and you and I need to be ready. So now we're getting ready to enter into today the first of four parables in which Jesus describes four different aspects of what it means for you and I to be ready for when he comes back. See, the issue is you and I being ready, you and I being prepared with our lives for when Jesus comes back. And so we're going to look at one issue today. We're going to look at verses 45 through 51, the last part of chapter 24, where Jesus basically describes a day of reckoning. This is the first aspect of what we're going to look at today concerning you and I being ready for when Jesus comes back. The fact of the matter is, is that there is a day of reckoning coming where the Master returns and He's going to hold accountable His servants and how they did. In fact, let's look at the passage. I think it describes it better than I can just explaining here. Look with me at verse 45. Jesus asks this question. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom His Master made ruler over His household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, 
My master is delaying his coming and begins to be his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at the hour when he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What we're going to see here in this first parable is that Jesus is going to talk about the issue of reckoning with regards to two servants. A faithful servant and what he describes as an evil servant. And the issue is is that the master has gone away, he's left these two servants with some responsibilities, and then he's going to come back at an hour when it's not expected, and he's going to deal with these two servants based upon how they were while he was gone. That's the first aspect we're going to talk about. How we're doing while he's away. So let's look and see what the passage talks about. First of all, the faithful servant. We see that in verses 45 through 47. I want you to notice with me, first of all, verse 45, Jesus raises a question, and here's what it is. Jesus raises the question of faithfulness. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his house to give them food in due season. Listen, this is a common question you're going to find throughout the New Testament. Jesus, in another passage, will say, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Listen, you and I need to recognize that Jesus is asking you and I, when I come, are you going to be faithful? Am I going to find you faithful? See, that's the overriding question that needs to go on in our minds. Is, is that, am I being faithful to the one, to my master, and let's be honest, Jesus is your master, until he comes, am I being faithful to him? That's the question. That's a question you and I need to ask ourselves. You and I need to live with that question in mind, is, am I being faithful to the one who is going to be coming at some point? I don't know when it is. But am I going to be found faithful? That's what's going on here. See, here's the point. The test occurs in the master's absence. Will the servant faithfully carry out his responsibilities? Let me just stop for a moment. Listen to me. The test for your spiritual life is not whether you pray to prayer or not whether you've been baptized. The test for your spiritual life is what you do with the salvation he's given you. Do you hear what I said? This is the point I want you to understand when it talks about being ready. Being ready is not simply just saying, I pray to prayer. Being ready is not simply saying, I got baptized. Being ready is not simply saying, I showed up here this morning. Being ready is not simply saying, I put something in the offering plate. Being ready is whether or not you are being faithful to what Jesus told you because he saved you. Because, I'll be honest with you, Your faithfulness reveals the reality of your salvation. And we'll look at that issue a little bit further as we go in. Your salvation is not revealed simply by you praying a prayer. It's not revealed simply by you putting something in the offering. It's not revealed by you simply being baptized. Your salvation is revealed by how it changes your life and how you live your life. And that's the whole point here. Will he find you faithful? And that's a question we've got to ask ourselves here. Jesus raises the question of faithfulness. So here's what he says about the faithful servant. Look with me. Here's what he says. Verse 46. Notice what he says. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Here's what he says. The servant is obedient 
to the master's wishes. Well, you say, well, George, I'm here this morning. George, I did give something. But listen, remember what Jesus said. Remember, throughout the Bible. In fact, remember, I can think back right now at 1 Samuel, I think it's chapter 15. Saul was doing all the religious stuff, but he didn't carry out what God had wanted him to do. And Samuel said to him, to obey is better than sacrifice. God's not interested in your religious acts. He's interested in your obedience. So when he shows you something in the Word of God and he says, this is the way that I want you to walk in, it's a question of are you going to be faithful to do what he's told you to do? Not a faithfulness of whether or not you're here or giving something in the offering plate. Anybody can do that. It's an issue of being obedient to what Jesus has called us to. And so he says that when he comes and he sees a faithful servant, that faithful servant is going to be carrying out his wishes, doing the things that he has asked him to do. And specifically, what I want you to notice here, look back with me at verse 45. Here's what he told him to do. Notice what he said. To give them food in due season. What's he talking about? His actions towards his fellow servants. We'll talk a little bit more about that later when we get to the evil servant because we're going to see what he is caught doing that wasn't right. So here's the point. Look with me now at verse 46. The faithful servant... The issue is is that he is found faithful. Not only is he obedient, but he is found faithful. Listen, when Jesus comes back, let's say let's say Jesus comes back today. Or if you leave here, let's say you meet Jesus because there's an accident. Either way, you're going to stand before the righteous judge. You're going to stand before the holy God. Will he find you faithful? Will he find that you have been obedient? See, those are questions we need to be asking ourselves. Those are questions that need to guide us in our lives. Those are things of what Jesus is saying about the faithful servant. He will be found faithful. And here's the thing I want you to worry, see about. See, this guy, this faithful servant, is not really worried about when Jesus is coming back. Why is he not worried? Because he knows that whenever Jesus comes back, whenever the Master comes back, He's going to be doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's got nothing to worry about. So let me ask you a question. Listen to me. Think about your life right now. Do you want Jesus to come back today? Don't answer that. But answer it inside your heart. And if there's something in your life that causes you to say, well, maybe not today, maybe tomorrow after I clean up this other thing, that reveals something. That reveals that probably you're concerned about whether or not you're going to be found faithful. And see, this is what he's saying about the faithful servant. The faithful servant is not just obedient to his master's wishes. He's going to be found faithful. And then here's what he says about that. Here's the wonderful thing. Here's the incentive for you and I to look at. Look at verse 47. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. Here's what I do. Here's what I want you to see. He will be rewarded. Listen, there's so much more to heaven. Can I be honest with you? There's so much more to heaven than simply you just getting saved and being in paradise. If that's your whole focus, you've missed it. Over and over in the Bible, the implication is is that heaven is a place where I continue to live, but now, as I've been faithful to Him here, He gives me more responsibilities later on. And I'm rewarded... The issue of judgment for you and I when we go to be with God is how am I going to be rewarded later on? It's not a question of heaven and hell, 
But it's a question of how am I going to be rewarded because I was faithful to Him here. And we're going to see that in some of the other parables later on where Jesus tells them, listen, a wonderful thing. I know how it was whenever I heard my dad say to me, good job, George. That just made me feel good. You remember when your dad said that to you? You just felt good when your dad said, good job. How do you think you're going to feel one day when Jesus says to you, well done, thou good, faithful servant? He's going to reward us. He's going to give us more responsibilities because we've shown ourselves worthy of handling the responsibilities. This is why you and I need to be prepared. This is why you and I need to be prepared for Jesus coming now, thinking about our lives. Now, there's another implication here, and we see it in the evil servant. And this one, can I be honest with you, is a little bit heavier. Because when we look at what happens with the evil servant, it really causes some thought. I'll explain it as we go on. Look with me now. We're going to look at those verses again. Look at verse 48 to 51. But if that evil servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming, and begins to be his servants, and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, and at an hour when he is not aware of, and will cut him in two, and appoint his portion with the hypocrites, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. First thing I want you to see about the evil servant is this. He does not take his master seriously. Look at what he says there. Verse 48, But if the evil servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming. Oh yeah, he said he was going to come back, but you know, hey, it's been a long time. He doesn't take him seriously. Listen, can I be honest with you? It's a subtle thing to fall into. Listen to me, Christian. It's a subtle thing for you and I to fall into because... We go in day after day, week after week, we have the same routine. We work, we play, we come to church, we eat, we sleep. Same routines, same seasonal stuff going on, same old things. And you can just work yourself into a routine and you say, Oh, well, you know, I've been a Christian now for 20-some years or 30-some years or five years. And Jesus hasn't come back yet. I've got time. I can do whatever I want to do. There's always forgiveness. Ever me use that? In fact, how many of you have done this? I can always ask for forgiveness later. See, that reveals a mindset. And the mindset Jesus is talking about here in this passage is, is that he's revealing this mindset not from the faithful servant, but from the servant that he calls evil. And here's the evil mindset. He's basically not taking his master seriously. See, my question is, do you take Jesus seriously? Do you take him seriously? That's a question you've got to ask yourself. Do you take his words and what he said seriously? My friends, that's a serious question. Listen to me. If Jesus is God, and that's who we say he is, If he's the ruler of the universe, he's always existed, will always exist. He said he's coming back. Do you take him serious? See, this servant didn't take him serious. He didn't take him seriously at all. And so here, that fact that he didn't take Jesus serious, didn't take the master serious, is then reflected in the next thing I want you to see here. Look with me. He lives like the world. And specifically, Jesus says the master is going to come and he's going to find him doing two specific things. 
Two specific things. I want you to notice two different things here. Look with me, verse 49. And begins to be his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. What's he saying here? The master, this guy has got this mentality. He's not taking Jesus, he's not taking the master seriously. He's not taking God seriously. So then it begins to be reflected in his actions. And so I want you to notice some of his actions. And here's what he does. This reveals something. He begins to treat his fellow servants poorly. He abuses them. Notice that. I mean, I've been in church, been pastoring now for a while. And here we are. And in that time, I've been a Christian now for 20 I've been in church, been in Baptist churches for a long time. And, and you'll see some really spiritual people in church, but then you notice how they treat other people. They are mean. They're belligerent. They treat people wrongly. They gossip about people, stab people in the back. Excuse me, pray them in the back. And they'll abuse it. Why? Because they're not taking God seriously. And notice again, this is the actions... Listen to me, the actions of what Jesus says is an evil servant. And not only that, not just the way they treat others, other Christians, other fellow servants, it's the fact that they're going to do everything that the world is doing. And here he talks specifically about how they hang out with the drunkards. They just, like, he's not here. He's not come yet. There's always forgiveness. And so they treat other people badly. And they live like the world. That's the two things I want you to see here. This is what he's saying about the evil servant. This is what he's saying about this servant who's not doing right. But then I want you to notice verse 50, because here's verse 50 is a scary verse. Listen to what it says. And the master of that servant will come on a day when he's not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of. Here's what I want you to see. He will be caught off guard. Can I tell you, it's, it's, it's spiritual Russian roulette this guy's playing. He's sitting here and he's not really taking seriously the words of Jesus. So he's treating others around him very poorly. He's living like the world. And he's playing spiritual Russian roulette. With every click, he's hoping that he's got one more chance. Until one day, Jesus comes. And he keeps putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Well, you know, I've got tomorrow. I can, I can deal with this stuff tomorrow. I can give up this habit tomorrow. I can give up this attitude tomorrow. Tomorrow, you know, of course, you know, Jesus forgives. And you just continue on in your lifestyle. Continue on doing the stuff that you're doing. Continuing abusing people around you. Continue living the way you're living because you think, I just got tomorrow. I just got tomorrow. I can take care of that tomorrow. How many of you have heard unsafe people say that kind of stuff? Where I'll make that decision to follow Jesus tomorrow. But you know what? There's a lot of Christians who live the same way. I just got tomorrow. But what I want you to see is if you've got that kind of attitude... Jesus is saying, you're not a faithful servant, you're an evil servant. And what will happen is, one day, you're going to get caught off guard. One day, you're going to get caught off guard. You say, how am I going to get caught off guard? Jesus may come back, or you may see him on your own. It's just a thought, isn't it? Because nobody knows how long they live. Nobody knows how long you have. And see, you can live in such a way where you're not ready, and then you're just caught off guard. You're just caught off guard. And see, this is what Jesus is saying. This guy is not ready, and then all of a sudden, boom, Jesus comes. 
So let's go on then. He catches him off guard. And then I want you to notice with me, if that verse was scary, this verse is even scarier. Because I want you to read what verse 51 says. Ponder its words. And will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with hypocrites. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What's he saying here? He will face eternal punishment. You say, well, wait a minute, George. I don't think I need to worry about that because I remember I was right there when my grandma led me as a five-year-old through a prayer and I prayed that prayer. I'm okay because grandma told me I'm okay. Mom and dad told me I'm okay. I was remember, George, when I got baptized. I remember preacher so-and-so or it may have even been you, George, that baptized me. Listen. Both of these men, the faithful and the evil servant, were both serving the same master, but one reflected with his life what he should have reflected, the other didn't. See, listen, if you go to James, James says what? Faith without works is what? Dead. See, you can't do anything for salvation. Let me just stop for a moment, because before you start saying, well, George is saying, i got to work my way into heaven. No, 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 no. Salvation is by what? Faith alone in Christ alone. But, I want you to listen to me. The evidence of that faith is my what? Works. My faithfulness. See, the evidence of your life, the evidence of your life that you are truly a believer in Jesus Christ is the fact that you are going to be faithful to what He said. If you're not being faithful, my friends, you're just banking on a hope that may not be true. And when Jesus comes, listen, listen to me. I want you to understand the severity of what we're talking about. Jesus uses a couple of words here that express what is going to happen. He says he will tear him in two. That's a pretty severe thing, isn't it? That doesn't sound like the Jesus we know that carries a sheep on his shoulders. What I want you to see is this is the Jesus who's called the judge. And I want you to notice something here, and I think it's a key passage so that everybody understands. It says, so that we're talking about a believer here who's making a false profession. How do I know that? Because he says an interesting phrase. Look with me at verse 51. And he appointed him his portion with who? The righteous? No, what's, this, what's the word, guys? Go ahead and say it to me. Hypocrites. What's a hypocrite? Someone who professes one thing and lives something completely different. See, this is what we're talking about. The aspect of being ready for when Jesus comes back. As we look at this parable of these two servants, the issue is one is ready because he's faithful. The other is a hypocrite and does his own thing so that when the master comes, he faces eternal punishment. And what Jesus is saying here about you and I being ready, listen to me, about you and I being ready for when the Master comes is what's going to separate us from true believers, from non-believers, is whether we are found faithful to what He has called us to or whether we're just going to continue to do our own thing deceived. And I want you to think about it. That's what's so scary about these two verses is that guy got caught off guard and he thought he was okay and what? He ended up experiencing hell. Listen, here's some things I want you to think about as we close our time together. Number one, are you a hypocrite? Let me give you a little story to illustrate what I'm talking about. A police officer pulled over a driver and asked for his license and registration. What's wrong, officer, the driver said. I was not, didn't go through any red lights and 
I certainly wasn't speeding. Oh, no, you weren't, said the officer, but I saw you waving your fist as you swerved around that lady who was driving in the left lane, and I observed your red and angry face as you were screaming at the guy in the Hummer who cut you off, and I saw how you were pounding your steering wheel as the traffic came to a stop at near the bridge there. The guy in the car says, well, is that a crime? The officer said, no, but I noticed your bumper sticker. It says, Jesus loves you and so do I on your vehicle. And I thought maybe somebody had stolen your car. (laughs) Are you a hypocrite? That's reality, isn't it? See, when Jesus comes back, the issue of being prepared is how real are you? Are you real? And let's be honest, we've met a lot of folks who aren't real. We've met a lot of hypocrites, haven't we? But you know what? The issue isn't me looking at them. The issue is you looking at yourself. Put the mirror up to yourself and ask yourself, am I a hypocrite? And when he comes, will he find me faithful? Or will I be, as what the Bible describes me, an evil servant? That's the issue. So, are you a hypocrite? The next thing is, is will you be found faithful? Look, if he were to come back today, will you be found faithful? Is that the word that will be described of you? Will you be found faithful? Not, listen, let me just stop for a moment. When I talk about the issue of faithfulness, I, because for years in our churches we did this. Faithfulness we, we equated with you sharing the gospel. Faithfulness was equated with your involvement in the church. Faithfulness was equated with you giving money in the offering plate. Can I be honest with you? He's not even going to talk about that. He's going to talk about whether or not you were faithful in the way you lived your life every day, not one hour out of the week. That's the issue with Jesus. See, here's what we've done in Christianity in America. Here's what we've done. And we do it now, and we hear it all the time on our news. We'll hear our political officers say things like this. We'll hear them say, well, I believe in Jesus, but that's that component of my life, and it's not going to affect this other part of my life. And so we believe that kind of junk, that garbage. And so here's what we'll say. I'll put my church hat on. I'm here for church. We take our church hat off, and we got this other hat for work, and I'm, I'm this way at work. And, and, you know, and of course, I'm not going to act that way at home in front of my kids, so I'm this way with my kids. Or you've got another hat with you and your spouse, just the two of you, because you don't want the kids seeing that either. And then you've got the hat with you alone, and we've got these different hats that we're wearing. In fact, somebody described it like this. Our lives are like a chest of drawers. And we've got one different drawer for every area of our life. And every drawer is different. Just think about your chest of drawers at home. You've got a drawer for your socks. You've got a drawer for your underwear. You've got a different drawer for everything. And this is the point I'm saying. We've bought into this in our lives here today in America. But that's not reality. Jesus says, are you faithful in every area of your life? Are you faithful? That's the issue. So when we talk about being ready, the issue is, are you faithful? So the next thing is this. Are you ready? Listen to me. Are you ready? He's coming. And even if he tarries, you still need to be ready. Why? Because you don't know how long you have. Are you ready? Neither servant knew the time of his master's return, but to that first servant, that faithful servant, it didn't matter because he lived his life ready. Are you living your life ready? 
Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.